chatting from Malta. Like growing up, I always felt, felt like the weird kid. I always felt ugly. I, I felt. Holy shit. This kid is a massive motherfucking 20 year old. I'm not saying take steroids, I'm doing what I love. Look at the wheels in this guy. Your chest was purple? The okay. biggest bump I've ever had. I'm not even. Jesus Christ. I mean, you're purple. <laughs> you're fucking purple. I did stupid and insane shit. Before <laughs> comes in, before I finish swallowing, I have to spit out my food. <laughs> then I finish the call. Then I eat the, the food I already chewed up. It's insane. Oh my like, God. This is, so I got a little um, special one for you guys today because this is a, a little bit spontaneous. I actually met this guy because um, I found out about him through Larry Wheels and uh, his manager. And this kid is a massive motherfucking 20-year-old. <laughs> massive 20-year-old, dude. It's crazy. Um, so my thought process was that we've had a lot of older figures experience in hardcore bodybuilding and um, with or without PEDs such as Terrence Ruff and Larry Wheels and Vigor Steve. So I thought that today we'd get a perspective of a younger and upcoming athlete, just a, you know, a, a different kind of perspective here in this podcast. Plus, I'm very interested about your story as well, and I just don't fucking understand how you're so huge. <laughs> I don't feel huge. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, bro. <laughs> That's real body dysmorphia for us. <laughs> Damn. So I, I guess where to start off, um, I remember when I was, uh, I peeked at your, um, your Instagram and your content too, after, um, Larry and his manager sent it, sent you my way. And I was just like, dude, this guy is literally like the, you are actually the biggest 20 year old I've seen <laughs> for sure. Unless, unless other people are like lying about their age for sure. No, I bet there's other freaks out there, but I'm the only one that shows up on social media right now. Like oh, that's a 20 year old. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. I mean. I did meet this 13-year-old at zoo the other day. I don't know if you've seen this. I don't know who this 13-year-old is. There's some, like, there's some white 13-year-old kid that looks like a small, skinny Alex Eubanks that I guess he's just popping off on social media. He has like 800K, but he's just... just I haven't seen him, but I saw an Asian guy. Like he, He's just vlogging his... Uh, not vlogging. He's posting videos like arm day, day mm -hmm. 135, like Samsung, Sam, like... He's doing the same as him, but he's 13 and he's getting a lot of love for it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like man. All, his, all his reels are, are blowing up. Yeah. Like getting hundreds and thousands of views, 50,000 likes each reel. Wow. And his following is just, it went up to 300,000. He's blowing up just because just he's 13 and he's posting shit like this. <laughs> but if he was uh, Sam Solek's age, then everybody would be giving him total shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Gosh. Whatever the world. But, um, I guess I just want to get to to know a little bit more of your story because you know this is our first time actually hanging out in person. But um, where are you guys from again? By the Malta, way, Malta. We're from Malta. From Malta, okay. And um, have you done like a lot of traveling? No, I no. barely traveled. So part of my story is being uh, I was never really in a comfortable or good spot financially. So my family, we always had trouble. Just we moved around a lot, like mm -hmm. houses. Because one house was, uh, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but one house was shit, so we had to go to another one, then another one. We just got, kept going back and forth. Uh, we used to live with, uh, like my grandpa, he owns buildings and apartments. Mm -hmm. So we lived in one of his, ap his apartments. 
but he fought with my mom like they had an argument so we had to move out from there then we went back to another place it, it was it was bad so we moved back to another place we never had uh, a spot to actually live in so i never had a home <laughs> it's always different and uh, financial always had problems like we, we could never travel we never traveled together maybe once when i was like i don't even know the age because i don't remember but I, i don't even have any memories with my family like traveling anywhere i'm not even joking like it's it's very weird to me like because i see other people they're all having a nice time like enjoying life <laughs> mm-hmm. i never had uh, a good experience with my parents like my my mom because I, i don't know my dad but my my mom we uh, we never went out like to italy or just we were always in malta always with problems always with this always with that so we, we were never comfy wait so how old how, what like what was this uh what was the range of age in which you were moving and traveling because mm. you said you don't really remember this and then also you you don't know your father it was just growing up like I remember maybe from age, like let's say when I was born till I was seven, mm-hmm. we lived in one place. So that was the place my grandpa owned. Then they fought. Then we moved to another place, like at the age seven to 10. Like I'm, I'm just assuming because I have no idea, but it was all close together. Mm-hmm. And uh, we moved at least four times or five. Mm. I think five, but we moved a lot at around uh, when when I was just going through puberty, so it was even worse for me. <laughs> wow! Like mentally, I was right. fucked. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, everything was weird because we, we weren't just moving around a lot. For as in, we, we were moving around a lot. It wasn't for no reason, you know. We had problems mm. left and right, and I was never uh, happy. Like growing up, I always felt felt like the weird kid. I always felt ugly. I, I felt I really hated my lips. I used to cover like my mouth. I used to do this because I hated my lips. Like it, it sounds stupid, but that was my way because I was so insecure. Like, sh- she remembers it <laughs> when I used to hide my lips. Damn. Wait, how how long have you guys known each other? Uh, Since you were 15. So five yeah. years. Damn, that's yeah. crazy. Holy shit. She she knows me from the start. That's, it. That's awesome. <laughs> I think she's the only person who knows me like that. Mm-hmm. So, aside from that, like aside from the insecurities and just not being happy, I always felt like I was different. I always felt like I didn't know what I wanted to do. That's when I discovered the gym. That's when I discovered your uh, like you made the vids. I think your most viral one. It's like you had the Genjutsu beats. I think. I forgot the 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 song that you used, but you, you were doing dips, like shirtless, and oh. you had your, your cool hair like that, yeah, the, like the spine song. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That <laughs> yeah. One, yeah. I think it's from your most viral one. I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but uh, I discovered the gym. Like I saw people like you, then I was like, "Fuck!" Like I think this is what I want. I want to be, <laughs> I want to be a big guy, like a cool big guy. But I just like the idea of it. I never thought I would actually get this far. Mm-hmm. Even though I still feel small, <laughs> that's crazy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's uh, it's surreal to me that I'm actually like on this podcast right now talking to you because I used to show her pictures and and videos of you telling her like I want to be like this guy. Like look no at this way, guy, bro. he's fucking cool. No man. way, dude. <laughs> <laughs> 
and you were like 90% of the time it was only you. What? You I'm not, I'm not joking. No way, you're lying. No, no, no. <laughs> like, it was your podcast. I was like, what? <laughs> what the fuck dude i want to look like you bro it's <laughs> crazy are you kidding me <laughs> no it's like you know when uh like when a memory is, is imprinted in your brain like you, you can't forget it mm. you're one of the few guys that i can actually re remember like watching and growing up and uh, i just had like pictures of you and vid saved on my phone because because you were cool as fuck you're still cool as fuck but at that time like I wanted to be exactly like I really liked your hair. Like I, I wanted to grow out my hair. <laughs> I tried, but I have shit hair genetics because I'm not Asian. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like it's very weird to me that I'm actually here right now in in America. Like I met Larry Wheels. I met uh, I met you. Like I'm gonna meet Bradley Martin. It's it's insane to me because one one thing is like in my country in Malta. This shit doesn't happen. <laughs> mm. Like we, we're all uh, surprised that we actually made it this far. So we don't even believe it. Like it, it all feels like a dream to me. I think I'm the first guy in Malta to actually get this far. So it's insane. In a way, it's like I'm I'm writing history. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Like, it's cool. It's cool. Like the first guy, like in terms of like fitness industry or yeah. social media, like or fitness, bodybuilding. social media, like meeting larry wheels training with larry wheels you know yeah like who do you know from malta yeah nobody exactly Not a single person i think i'm the first guy <laughs> mm. as in at this level right but uh it's not a surprise because malta is just an island you know it's like only five five hundred thousand people live yeah. on it so it's not a surprise but it's cool to be that one guy that can actually get this far because i'm motivating a lot of people like um I'm the new Nile <laughs> in a way. Like I'm motivating uh, 16 year olds, 17 year olds, like people who are at a young age just growing up and going through school, not knowing what they want. Like I'm, I'm pushing fitness right now in Malta. I love it. People message me every day almost telling me like you, you're doing good, keep going. Like you're the first guy to do this. It's a dope feeling, isn't it? It's insane. And uh, I've had several moments where I wanted to give up. As usual, like, cause it's stressful. Everything is stressful. Life is shit sometimes. <laughs> mm -hmm. But uh, like now, I'm at a point where I can't give up. You know, like people are are watching me, so I'm giving up. Like, I I don't want to be a bitch. <laughs> yeah. So and don't again, be a skinny I, I, bitch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've had several mom moments where I wanted to give up. So I, that now that I've made it this far, I don't have any ex excuses anymore. Like mm -hmm. I, I can't stop now. Yeah, I just have to keep going. Like the only way is forward, and that's uh, what I truly believe at this point. Like if you just, even though there will be moments where you you think stopping or giving up is the best thing to do, like it feels like the right thing to do because you you will feel happy like giving up at that moment. You will regret it because if you stopped there, like you you're just ruining all the potential in general. You know, mm -hmm. so. Now, I truly believe that if you really want something and you meet the right people, you can actually get what you want. Like if you have a dream and you keep going for it, and even though people tell you otherwise, because no one believed in me, no one ever believed in me. I never had anyone telling me like you'll be a great bodybuilder or you're going to be big or you're going to be someone 
cool, you know. So, like, well, I'm getting my back as I'm talking too fast now. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. I, I agree as well. And that's the thing is that that's what differentiates the average from the greats is continuing to go. That's it. Yeah, just just not giving up. Like yeah. you keep going, you keep going. Even if you, if you feel like it's the best thing to do. Mm -hmm. um, I don't remember what the percentage is, but a majority of podcasts don't even get past episode 20. So um, I think I heard this from maybe uh, was a Modern Wisdom by Chris Williamson. But essentially, everybody wants to start something. But the, the, the hard part isn't even just brainstorming what they want to do. It's really just getting started. It's just putting the first step. And matter of the fact is that a majority of us have never known what exactly we want to do. We've never known how to do it. We've never known exactly what steps to take. Everyone's basically just jumped off the plane and just hoped that, you know, yeah, yeah. they'd pull their parachute and continue to... Mm -hmm. survive and that's how everyone great has ever gotten anywhere is that they've literally just kept going and then out of nowhere something happens so yeah exactly you, just, you learn as you go you never have any like guys like a step-by-step -step guy don't want to do you just have to find everything out by yourself but some then something happens and you just you go you go for it and things just keep happening then like so yeah mm -hmm. you just need to put the first step and you keep going. You could grind for literally four years. Nothing ever happens, ever. Nothing at all. You gain no traction. And then on the fifth year, everything that you've ever wanted happens. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Everything you've ever pursued. But people don't really understand that because it's not something you expect. And that's probably the hard part about diving into any of these things because it's kind of scary to put yourself out there. So you're doing a good job bro especially <laughs> at your age is pretty fucking crazy thank you <laughs> um backtracking just a little bit too what was a uh, you you lifted with larry already right yeah, yeah. did you leave lift with brad yeah i thought he was doing deadlifts with you guys no 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 i wasn't with them but he did mention it but uh on monday we're gonna do legs, legs like right. with bradley and larry uh with larry i just hit chest i had the biggest pump of my life <laughs> <laughs> that's, but that's lit. i don't know why because uh to to get to America, we had like uh, a four-hour flight to London, and then in London, our flight was delayed for seven hours, and then after that, so we waited at the airport all, all that time, and uh, nothing happened. They advised us that the flight is canceled after those seven hours, so we spent a day at the airport for nothing. After that, we had an 11-hour flight here, and like... I, I barely ate, like, no, no carbs in my system. I felt like shit. Mm -hmm. I didn't sleep. I barely got any sleep. But when we got to, I felt like I was going to have the shittiest, like, workout of my life or just, because it's Larry Wheels, you know, you need to impress the guy. <laughs> yeah. But uh, when we actually got there, I don't know what happened. I think my, my ancestors just fucking powered me up. <laughs> <laughs> my ancestors. <laughs> <laughs> like, they didn't want me to fail. And they just gave me a fucking carb up from nothing. I don't know what happened, but I had an insane pump. I have no idea how, how it happened. I, I still don't believe it now. It was the biggest pump of my life. I'm not even exaggerating because I'm not saying it because it's Larry Wills. I actually had the biggest pump of my life. It was purple. My chest was purple. Like a, no was, way. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yes. Do you have pictures? Do you have pictures at all? You have videos? Wait, can I see a video real quick? Uh, yeah. Let me see. 
Your church was purple? Yeah, I was getting a bit scared. I was like, okay? okay? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, bro? Oh, it was insane. Give us the secret sauce. Yeah, yeah, after, after like a little bit. This one, eh? Yeah, yeah look at that. Oh. Hold on, Cross? Yeah, I want to see. Yeah. Sure. Which one's there? <laughs> the end. Look at his chest at the end. Like, give it some more time. You're going to see it perfect. Come on. Oh, shit. Holy shit. Yeah, bro. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, dude. It actually <laughs> turns purple. Damn, dude. That's fucking crazy. Which wait, wait. You show him? Yeah. Can you put it to like the camera? Or, like maybe like show that camera or something. Yeah. I wonder if they could see that. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking nuts, dude. So like, did you just like hold the pump afterwards too? And it would just keep turning purple? Yes. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> That's fucking nuts. <laughs> no, it was nuts. <clears throat> and uh I felt really good. Like so in a in a second, like in the beginning of the workout, I didn't feel like I was gonna have a good one. Mm -hmm. But when the pump hit, like it hit. <laughs> yeah. Then I just felt fucking amazing. Like that's yeah. why I love the gym. Even if you feel like absolute shit, you're just surprised by how big your muscles are, and then you just yeah. feel good. <laughs> Maybe your body was just like Absorbing the energy of Larry Wheel. It's just like, <laughs> we're about to go up with this guy. <laughs> Breathing the air of Larry. <laughs> <laughs> How did you uh, stand up with him, by the way? In what do you mean? strength, in terms oh. of strength. Uh, no, what did you guys hit? Obviously, like, on the bench I did, I think... Um, 163 by 10 by 165. 165. 165, flat bench. Kilos. I did... Uh, kilos. I forgot how many reps. You did, like, 10 or 12. Just Oh, by 10. And I don't, I don't do bench. Like, uh, I avoid it. But... Uh, Damn, Jesus Christ, dude. I did around 8 to 10 reps. And they felt really good because I tried out his uh, PR sleeves. Yeah. They, they were really good. Uh, 365 pounds is fucking crazy. I repped... Uh, it is. Cause I, like, I don't know. In, in terms of strength, I don't think I'm strong. I weigh 107 kilo. So, mm. I don't think it's that strong. It's the attempt. Just in case you want to watch it. It's the 165. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> so, wait, how much do you weigh again? 107. 107? Yeah, dude, I forgot I saw that. Your um, your transformation is crazy. Uh -huh. <laughs> From, was that 15 years old when you were like that skinny? 16, yeah. 15, 15 16. 16 to uh, now. That's when I started watching you. That's crazy, dude. How the hell? <laughs> wait, how much were you when you first started? When I first started, like I remember being 53 kilo. 53 kilos? So from yeah. six, 16 to now, in, in four years, essentially, I went up to 107. But I blew up like after starting gear. <laughs> you, you doubled your fucking weight. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly. fucking crazy, so bro. I did from 16 years old to 19 natural. And then when I started my first cycle, I just boom, boom. Like I, I kept blowing up. Like it was insane. No insane. way. My body just absorbed all the food. I got a coach, so I was doing everything right, you know? Because okay. uh, obviously like being unnatural, I wanted to, I didn't want to rush into it. I went in slow. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wanted to make sure that I stay healthy. So I got a coach immediately and I, I got the, the best one on the island, essentially in, in terms okay. of, because uh, he actually cares about people's health you okay. know because some coaches don't give a fuck but um i started with him and in a year 
like it's so weird to me because in a year it feels a lot longer than a year because I thought I was growing slowly like you always think you're growing slowly but then at, at one point I just especially after prep because I competed uh, so I did the uh, when was it I did nationals like I competed competed nationals in my country and I won and uh, I dieted down to like 81 kilo and the the last off season so after a year, a year of taking steroids essentially I, w- I went up to 105 mm-hmm. after a year so my weight I gained around at least 20 kilo in in the first year or more I think more it was insane I went back down to 81 I was a skeleton I looked like a skeleton I didn't gain enough mature muscle but then the rebound I just this is like I blew up completely Damn. In a few months, I went from 81 kilo to 107 lean. Insane. Like, it was, uh, I couldn't believe it. But this was all while you were on gear? Yes. Okay. So, 81. Like, the same year, in a few yeah. months. How many competitions did you do? Two. Two, okay. And the same uh, time. So, because I did nationals, and then I went to the hospital because I had to remove something. I spent around... Uh, Two weeks in the hospital i i went up to, so oh, i did nationals i went up to 90 90 to 95 kilo water weight because i was eating hospital like hospital food i was eating like shit i looked bloated I, w- I looked like shit i had to lose all that weight to make the weight again for the oh my god the diamond cup in a yeah. few weeks so i lost all that weight that was the unhealthiest i was i went down back to a to one i lost all that weight and uh yeah, that, that was the twice. I competed twice. This, the first one was cool because I won and, and like I looked mm-hmm. good and I felt good. But the second one, since I was under so much stress, physically and mentally, it, it was the worst one. But it, it, in a way, it taught me how to, like it changed something in my head because mm-hmm. I was doing like 40, 45 minutes of cardio every day with no carbs so, so I can lose like all, all the weight I can as fast as possible. And I was losing kilos every day, every day, every day. And I was feeling really weak. But I kept on going because I didn't want to disappoint my coach. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And like we actually made it. It was hell, absolute hell. And uh, yeah, those were the two times I competed. This year, this this was all this year. (laughs) Wait, how tall are you? 5'9". You're 5'9". So you started at 116 pounds. You're, you started yeah. at 53 kilograms. Yes. Okay, that's 117 pounds. And then you ended up at 107 kilograms? Yes. And that's 235 pounds. You fucking doubled your weight. In four years. Nine. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> For one, I didn't even know that someone could be 116 pounds at 5'9". That's like, I feel like that's like borderline anorexic. <laughs> it's so small. No, I was very skinny. And fucking 235 pounds. Like it's... It is absolutely insane. Like looking back, and it wasn't even that long ago. That's, that's the insane part. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago. I didn't think I would get this big or have have the genetics to get this big. Like I always, wa- I always liked the gym and bodybuilding. But I, and I always thought, in a way, I had good genetics. But I never thought I, I had freaky genetics. I found out after hopping on gear. <laughs> that's crazy. Like, wait. So how much did you weigh at the end of your? Like 19, before you hopped on? Before I hopped on, I was... I can even like, show you a picture if I can find it. Yeah, I'm fine. Wait, I have one. Okay. You actually look massive. 
So you were like natural if you look massive. He still looked big natural. Okay, cool. He'd still take his own gear. Oh, nice. Yeah, everyone used to think I was on steroids, but I wasn't. In the gym, everyone was saying he's lying. And now they just know you are. <laughs> and now they just know. Like, <laughs> yeah, th that's what happened. So I was big, naturally. Yeah. And everyone thought, I, like, they were telling me, like, you're a liar, like, you're lying, the, the usual. But when I hopped on gear, okay, not, okay, you were naturally. Like, th that's, that's crazy. That's how it happened. Yeah, fine points. Crazy photo. This was when I was, uh, like, from the transformation vid. Was that wait? How what what age was that? That was sixteen. Holy crap! Damn. So when's where was a? Uh, where, where when was um? What was nineteen? Do you have a picture of that? Yeah. <laughs> how old was that? I think the same. So like so sixteen. Around sixteen. Damn. That's this crazy. was just me starting out. That was like, like a year in or something. Or yeah, yeah. Let me find this way. Did you just eat everything in sight? Yes. I, I <laughs> I used to drink a lot of milk, like six liters of milk a day. Six, six liters? Six milk. cartons, yeah. I drank it instead of water. So I did six to eight liters. Because I, I love I love the milk. Yeah. I've had milk for years now. <laughs> but when I started out, I really loved milk. And I knew it was like high in protein, high in fats, high in carbs. Like this is easy, like easy shit. So I thought like I just kept on drinking and drinking and drinking. And then I gained a lot of weight. A lot of it was uh, water weight. This was me natural at 19. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, bro, you're fucking huge. Holy crap, you're big as hell. I think I weighed but, 100 kilo there. But um, whoever, yeah, honestly, you don't look like you're unnatural here. You don't. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like your, your body composition, you literally look like you're just fucking yeah, yeah, hardcore. Exactly, right? exactly. It exactly. makes so much sense. Exactly. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But in, like in Malta, like there's barely anyone. Like basically, if you gain muscle or you look bigger than the average right. guy, you're on steroids. That's what. That's how how yeah. they think. So even though I look that like that, sense. I look like absolute shit there. <laughs> <laughs> like much, uh, they thought I was going on gear there. How much did you weigh here? Can you 100, show 100 kilo. Do you think you'd show my screen? Yeah, I I show your screen. Yeah. So that was him when he was uh, 19. 100 kilos. Yeah, three years of... You're 100 kilos? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cause, and then how much do you weigh right now? Right now, 107. That's nuts. And you are way leaner now. Yeah, you are yeah. way leaner now. That is insane, bro. <laughs> that is crazy. It looks like fluffy, though. Huh? It's more fluffy. Yeah, no, a lot more fluffy. <laughs> for no. sure. Uh, but right now, like... Cause I feel a bit insecure, I think, because my diet is trash. Because uh, we haven't been. Uh, is it traveling? Yeah, because yeah. I yeah. can't really follow it right now. Because we're trying to get as many collabs as possible, so there's no time to fucking cook or meal prep. We're just eating from outside. So, like, what if you see me at my peak, like when I'm actually dieting and I have a really good pump, I look insane. Like it's hard to believe for for me, mm -hmm. especially for like other people around me when I'm at the gym, mm -hmm. and even now. Like, even though I'm eating like shit, I, st I still stay lean. I'm not even doing cardio right now. Like, I just stay lean. It's my, my body barely, like my coach said, you have really thin skin. Like, you, you stay really lean year-round, even if you, you eat like shit, essentially. But obviously, because of health, I, I, I still, after we're, we're done with this, I want to go back on my routine and just eat clean. Because mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's the way to go. And the way to, to build, like, quality muscle. 
and uh, I just want to get as big as possible at this point. <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> Wait, so how much, uh, what kind of food are you eating right now? What did we eat? Uh, like we were at Venice Beach. We- or what, what kind of, sorry, what kind of food do you eat like on your meal plan? Oh, okay. So oats, carbs, uh, carbs, I, I like to eat oats, potatoes and rice. Like those are my main uh, sources. Uh, protein, chicken, white fish and uh, beef. Like it's always the same thing. Yeah. But uh, since I'm always in a rush because I work in a in a call center, I have to eat in between calls. So basically my job is I take calls in a, in a bank and we have like a 15-minute comfort break. This comfort mm-hmm. break, you can uh, basically stop the calls and like you're not going to receive calls and you have a, a quick break so we can just go take a shit or something, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But uh, in total, you cannot exceed the 15 minutes. So in a seven-hour shift, I have that 15 minutes to somehow fit in. Like, I eat six to seven meals a day. Wait, so ex- explain your work again. Uh, call center. So pe- people call me like, hi, I- I'm, uh, I'm the guy from this bank. Like, wh- what's your problem? You know, like mm-hmm. cu- customer care, like customer service. Yeah. And basically, because um, I don't know why I go into detail, the calls don't stop. They don't have time to eat. And uh, sometimes I have to eat in between calls. Like if I put someone on hold to do something, I can eat in that time. But I'm mm-hmm. always rushed. Like I can't eat my, my chicken hot. And I like eating my, my food hot. Because when the chicken gets cold, it gets even more dry. I, I almost shot on, on my chicken fucking twice, three times. I almost died during my job, man. But whatever it takes. <laughs> like, uh, they can't fuck up my gains. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's really hard to eat. So sometimes I may need to, instead of chicken, I'll, I'll drink a whey, whey shake, like whey isolate, because it's easier to drink instead of fucking chewing dry chicken. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's very difficult for me right now because I need to fit in six to seven meals a day. There's always traffic. There's always uh, calls never stop in, in, in the seven-hour shift. I can only fit in two meals, so the mm-hmm. the other four, and the, the, they are quite large because I'm I'm off season right now. The, the, so basically, the, the, they're already hard to eat, and my job just makes it even harder. But and and I and I feel like shit all the time because I'm always force feeding. I'm always yeah. like you know like the, the grind. Mm-hmm. The, the grind never ends. I barely sleep, so I can actually get these meals in. But maybe soon. Uh, I'll be able to like actually focus on this full time, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. and get my music because I got to where I'm working a full time job, and uh, like, it was very annoying getting here, getting here basically. <laughs> That's crazy, bro! You just fucking work at customer service. You got getting <laughs> like your five, six, seven meals a day. Yeah. How many meals did you say? You eat? Six to seven. Six to seven. Jesus Christ, dude! <laughs> and all that dry ass chicken. So my routine is like I I get up, I blend some oats, I drink the oats. I go to work, like I, I drink it while I'm driving in, in traffic. So my stomach's already full. And then I get to work. I try to get another meal in before the calls come in. So th- that's another meal. And then I try to fit in another meal in, in, in between my shift. But my appetite is shit because I have to shove everything together to actually keep up with, because I can't eat while there are calls coming in. It's impossible. Like yeah, again, yeah. how I, the fuck are you supposed to talk about <laughs> like eating dry like, ass chicken? I, I don't know how I'm doing it, honestly. Like it's it's insane. 
but uh, in between calls, we have like a 20 second break. Like, so it's not like call, 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 mm. like call 20 seconds, call 20 seconds. And those 20 seconds, I try to fit in like two spoons of rice. So, and then I'm trying to eat really fast. And then a call comes in. Oh my God. I have to, I, if, if the call comes in before I finish swallowing, I have to spit out my food. <laughs> then I finish the call. Then I eat the, the food I already chewed up. It, it's it's insane. Oh my like, God. This is, it's torment, man. <laughs> you eat the food you chewed up. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I have to do. Like, it's insane. I can't like eat in peace. Like people usually just sit down, eat in peace. But I have I have a lot of rice, man. I can't fucking eat it in fifteen minutes. Sometimes I take I take thirty. I take an hour to eat because I'm not always. My appetite is not always hundred percent. I can I can either take five minutes or less to eat a giant plate of rice. But sometimes yeah. when when it feels like when I feel like shit and I don't want to eat, I take long to eat. So you can imagine in, in between calls, I'm just. Like, I'm just going like that constantly. I never stop chewing. So my entire shift is just me uh, struggling to eat. <laughs> Damn, that's insane. And trying to keep up with uh, with the actual job. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, it would be less stressful if uh, it's an easy job. But uh, it's not for bodybuilders. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like everyone in the office, there's no one who actually works out. I'm the only guy who's crazy enough to force feed myself while I'm working. Hmm. How many calories are you eating? Five, 5K, 6K. 5K to 6K, that's crazy. It's not a lot for me, as in that's my my norm. The yeah. highest I went, my first off season, when I uh, started steroids, I went up to 1,000 grams of carbs. Whoa. So how much is that? That's crazy. I think I was exceeding the 7K. That's like, crazy. I was eating a lot, a lot. And I, I gained a lot of muscle from that. <laughs> that is insane, bro. Did you like ever drink cyclic dextrin or any like yeah, liquid yeah. carbs? Yeah. Okay. Intra workout. I, I feel like at that point you just have to. I don't know how yes. the hell anyone's yes. going to eat 100 yeah. grams of carbs through rice. It's <laughs> fucking nuts. No, no, it's insane. I feel like the whole day I would just pass out too. I mean, <laughs> much rice. Like you just eat a big bowl of rice and yeah, yeah. like an hour later you don't want to be awake. Like imagine all that food, all that food, just 1,000 grams of carbs. You just, you have to eat it like working my, my shitty job, like constantly force feeding. I'm not, I'm not even kidding. Life, life is hell. Like life was hell. Yeah. But now, now I'm actually seeing the progress that I've made. So all that struggle and torment that I went through and endured, like it's actually doing something now because I fucking worked out with Larry Wheels a few days ago. That's insane for mm-hmm. me because this is a dream. This is all a dream for me. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, thank fuck Adam is helping me. Because, mm-hmm. again, I, I'm broke right now. I'm talking to I have no money in my bank account. <laughs> like, all of this is supported by Adam. <laughs> no way. The boy, let's go. <laughs> He's <Yeah>. my sugar daddy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have to be honest. So, like, right now I have no money. I, I'm a big guy. I have no supplement sponsor. Like, no one's sponsoring me. You know? Yeah. Like, um, I was making a joke before we even came to L.A., that uh, I gained so much muscle and that I, I'm so big. Like, mm-hmm. again, I, I don't feel big. I, I hate saying that I'm big. But uh, I say You just what, do this to, like for the persona? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like these days, honestly, like the persona is not really needed anymore. And I think people like to really see the authentic person. And to be honest, like you really do seem like a down to earth, like humble guy. And I think people will appreciate seeing that as who you really are rather than like the persona is fun. And a lot of people like to put cocky captions and shit. But to be honest, I just... 
I don't think that's a, even if like your purpose and your intent all like being totally transparent right now, even if your purpose and intent was, was engagement, I just don't think that's the way anymore. Anyways, like, yeah, yeah. it's better to just uh-huh. put yourself uh-huh. out there though. I know for a fact though, um, I can't remember one of the captions I saw, but I think you tagged Sam Salk in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know for a fact, like, even though you're going to get like, some shitty comments for that that definitely is going to push the engagement (laughs) it's so annoying though because it's like but in my opinion i personally feel like doing things like that to push the engagement isn't actually worth it in the long run Mm -hmm, i think mm -hmm. it's better to just stay true to like who you are and post Mm -hmm, what you mm -hmm. really want to post like what you don't feel like might be veering away from the happiness that you achieve from showing who you are as a person Yeah, yeah because uh the legacy is what matters the most because the engagement will go away mm-hmm. everybody has mm-hmm. a huge rise and fall no matter who you are every single person every single um clothing company every single brand has a big rise and then at some point there's a fall so um what people remember is the legacy that you left behind mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like what did you tell people what did you do what how did you help people how did you interact with the people you love and the people that follow you just all these things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I was I was mentioning Sam because he's the biggest like name in the game right now. Yeah, it it just gets views. <laughs> it does. I know it does. Like, and, and that is what uh, pushed my following to like. That's how I blew up. Like I had a few. I had like four to five reels viral, like trending all at the same time. They went up to five point three, five point three million, like three point seven, three point seven million. All of them all at once. That's how I went from like three hundred followers to almost 73,000 in in two months or or less like mm-hmm. that that's how that's what pushed it so since it was working like i, I just kept on pushing you know yeah <laughs> yeah like since if it works like, since it works like use it but uh what i was saying earlier even before we came to LA, i was joking that uh I, i'm so big like i'm a big guy but I can't fucking afford way isolate. Like I have no money and I can't go get a, a protein shake. <laughs> like that was my, my joke. Yeah. But uh, it's it's insane to me because um, like me getting this far and still not getting any support. Like in, in Malta, there's no support in bodybuilding. Like no one, mm-hmm. no one really cares. You know, is, that's, bo- is bodybuilding in general not that big there? No, I don't think so. Okay, there are people that do think that, but like they think it's relevant, but it's not. It is not relevant at all. Like, if you can, if you can't mention one Maltese guy, like, can you mention one Maltese guy? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, so, so to me, that's not relevant. Like, to be relevant, you have to be known, not just in Malta, but like around the fucking world right and there's no one like that so hopefully right. i'll be the first guy to actually get that far like that is my goal and i actually want to push fitness and bodybuilding in the, in the country and uh i would love some support as well like mm-hmm. in, in terms of supplements and so maybe i'll get a, a sponsor soon mm-hmm. but i i was sponsored by angela just uh like the, this month, mm-hmm. I went to meet Harry. Congrats, dude. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so we're under the same. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's a nice guy. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I love, so I love busy, though. He's cool. Yeah, yeah. They're all, they all are. Like, everyone's busy, you know. So if I message someone on WhatsApp, I, I always have to wait a few days to get a response. <laughs> <laughs> That's normal. That's all normal. <clears throat> um, so. In this entire journey, which is a fucking long one for you, um, what like uh, 
the biggest inspiration for you to start this journey in the first place was was it from social media yes yeah people actually seeing my potential and like acknowledging that like i'm big and like i'm a freak like mm -hmm. that's what made me realize okay maybe i should actually focus on this and try to make something out of it instead of just mm -hmm. letting the potential go to waste right but before that up till the age of about 15 you know when you started what was your life like and what did your you said you your dad wasn't part of the picture yeah i don't know my dad and uh, i have a stepdad but uh, it's very like i don't really like talking about it <laughs> but uh basically we had a lot of problems involving drugs in the family mm -hmm. like everyone um and uh, there wasn't any like growing up i never really felt love like i never felt loved so i, I had a hard time like feeling normal as i said earlier and since i felt so different like i used to have for example just to give you an idea of how my life was if i got like a playstation for my for christmas or something they they used to sell it for for drugs so anything that i got it was sold like i never had anything i could call my own i never had uh, like growing up i never even got anything for my birthday like i wasn't special i wasn't loved essentially my mm -hmm. mom showed me love and she is still supporting me to to this day so hopefully when i actually start making money like i'll be able to actually take her around the world because she, she she's she's gonna hit 40 and she barely traveled in her life so i want to change that because mm -hmm. all she does is, is uh her job is cleaning in like people's houses like she goes to people's houses and they pay her, pay her i want to get her out of that and like take her around the world essentially like she not we don't live forever you know so the little time that we all have left i just want to make the most out of it for everyone that 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 cares essentially mm -hmm. like since, since she helped me get this far and she still is i want to make up for it but uh my past isn't really i don't even remember most of it like it's weird to to say but i i barely remember some of the things in my past because i think it's a psychological thing when when uh, when something is uh like you just it it really affected you mentally like i was depressed i was on on medication i was on, on pills i was on antidepressants i was on sleeping pills holy shit when i was like 12 years old 13 years what? old yes why <laughs> everything was shit i could i had an extreme insomnia yeah i couldn't sleep that's crazy so all of that i couldn't sleep it was driving me insane i had to take pills on pills on pills it wasn't working i used to even try to smoke weed every day like to to sleep wow. on top of the pills mm -hmm. nothing worked like my brain it, it was not at a good place at all and uh, like that really affected me mentally so i think that's why i struggled to remember some things mm -hmm. like i i cannot remember anything bef before i was 15 i'm not even joking it, it's it's all blank yeah and i read somewhere like psychologically you like you're your brain just blocks it off. So I don't know how, how it was exactly, but you, 
your brain blocks it off because it, it, it tormented you so much like you just you just push it down like under the the rug mm-hmm. i don't know what it's called I, I don't know how to explain it but i think that's why i struggle to remember or maybe i'm just a, a fucking fish I, I don't remember shit <laughs> <laughs> damn um that's honestly that's so crazy but i don't think uh I don't blame you for for not remembering things if that's everything that you had to go through, <laughs> especially with like the copious amount of drug use as well. No, it was not. insane. And uh, what I can remember for sure is like when I met Michelle, my mm. my girlfriend. Uh, like she, she knows my life. Like she knows everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, during COVID in twenty twenty. I wasn't in a good place with my mom, my dad, like no one. And I had, like I had your, to... Like your stepdad or your... My, my stepdad. I don't know my dad. So when I say my dad, because I'm used to saying my dad, because he's been like my stepdad. I call him my stepdad because he's been with me my entire life. Mm-hmm. So he essentially, he's my dad, but not, not my biological dad. Mm-hmm. But when I say my dad, I'm referring to him. So I wasn't good with my, my stepdad. I wasn't good with my mom. Like I had nowhere to go. I had no home and uh, I fought with my grandpa as well. Like you can see this. Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> what is that? I, I got so angry. I, I punched a fucking door of glass and I broke it. And Holy crap. Like I, I hit an artery and blood was spraying everywhere. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> dude. <laughs> dude, what the That's hell? A, yeah, it's That's weird. crazy. It's weird as fuck. I need Holy to remove shit. that. It's oh cosmetic. God. It doesn't affect me in, in any way. Oh my gosh. Maybe when I get a pump, it budges out. <laughs> oh my God, dude. That's crazy. <laughs> Looks like an arm wrestling muscle on the opposite side. <laughs> uh, I wasn't in a good place. I had no home. And uh, I just met Michelle around that time. Like uh, we were dating because we met before in the gym. Mm-hmm. But uh, hey, 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 that's where you do it. Around that time <laughs> that we were, we were dating. And uh, like imagine. Not having nowhere else to go, like no one you can trust. And the person you were talking to for like a year, like I just went up, to, I, I was messaging her. Like I, I was begging her to to take me in. Like I had no home, I had no family. Like a year into knowing each other? Yes. Holy shit. So she was the only person that I could actually yeah. feel like could help me. Like imagine that. I was begging her, like, like can you tell your dad so I can live with you during, during COVID? Because yeah. everywhere was closed. Yeah. Like everyone was huddling up in the same houses, like you know, I had nowhere to go. I'm not even joking. What did you think? Did you were you like this guy's fucking crazy? No, <laughs> I I always knew the situation. Yeah, I knew his family and everything, so I did a bit of convincing with my dad, and he came over and <laughs> we lived together for five months. Doing doing wow. COVID. Yeah, that's awesome. I was taking out his stitches. Like, oh shit! Yeah, she she used the one who took out the stitches for this one. Oh shit, that's crazy. <laughs> stitches. That's a lot. Damn. <laughs> Damn, bro. Our fridge was almost always empty. My dad, uh, because he wasn't used to this, he was eating a lot, so he would just go grocery shopping. He was buying meat and everything, and the next day half of it was gone. <laughs> No way. I'm so sorry. I'm like, uh, but uh, yeah. Yeah, it was it was really weird because again, like 
it's 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 weird to think about because there was a time where I had nothing. I had no one, and the only person I had was a, was a girl that I was like I barely even knew. Mm-hmm. I barely knew her family. Like, can you please take me in? Like, that's insane to me. Yeah. <laughs> How old were you again? This age? Twenty twenty. So. 18, around 18, 17. 17, 18? Yeah. 17. Gotcha. So about like two, three years into your journey, to your workout journey. Yeah. So I was living with them during COVID, like with a new family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could I consider them like my second family. Mm-hmm. Her dad, he helped me like stop the pills and stop mm-hmm. the, the medication because I was still taking them at that time. It was the time I needed it the most to actually sleep. But somehow, some way, we managed to, to even cut the pills. And... Uh, cut your bad habit of the lips. Uh, yeah, the, the habit of my lips when I was fucking doing it. Like whenever someone, when, I, when anyone takes a phone out, I just go like... Like it was stupid as fuck. But I hated how I looked always. And even <laughs> though I, like looking back now, I look even more fucking stupid when yeah. I'm like, who the fuck does that? But that's how I thought at that time. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, people get injections for those lips, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, like that, they, they helped me become a man essentially. Yeah. And uh, oh, but man, too much happened. <laughs> we'll get right back to the podcast in a second. But I just wanted to take this break to thank you guys immensely because this podcast is my favorite content to create, and I couldn't have done it without you guys. Contributing to it will further help its growth and allow us to listen to more amazing guests such as the one you're listening to today. So if you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by rating us a five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you find your podcast or subscribing to the YouTube channel. And if you would like to help fund the podcast, you can do so by using Nile for a discount off of Young LA clothing or huge supplements. Thank you guys again so much. We'll be right back to the podcast. When did you start working? Uh, like working an actual job mm. i started when i was uh i think 17 years old i was working in a pet shop oh shit like my job was uh taking care of the orders and deliveries and uh, ca- carrying a lot of like uh what, what's it called lost <laughs> animals no no <laughs> <laughs> Like, uh, let's say a bag of cat food, like 20 kilos. So I I was Ah, always lifting. (laughs) That's where the shoulders came from. (laughs) And uh, it was a really shitty job. The guy, he told me like, so basically what happened is I was working there kind of, uh, someone, I shouldn't say this, no. Shouldn't say it because I exposed someone. <laughs> no, it's fine. Leave that. Cut that out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a shitty. It was a shitty job. After that, I was working in. I spent a year working there. Then after that, I was working in mm-hmm. construction. So I went from bullshit pet shop to construction. Damn. And in construction, I was also working in like a quarry. So it was filled like a fucking sandstorm. I was sweating all the time. I remember going to the gym wearing like the the yellow vest like that glows in the dark. Mm-hmm. I went straight after work. 
I was all dusty. I, my hair was sticky, mm-hmm. and people thought I was insane because I was dirty as fuck. And I didn't, like, I, but I had no time to go home and shower and like get my shit together because mm-hmm. I need to sleep and I need to get my meals in. So after work, I went straight to the gym. At that time, I had no license. I was going by the bus every day. Again, another reason why I can't go home in peace and like go clean. So I went to the gym dirty as fuck. <laughs> and people looked at me weird. <laughs> uh, I used to really hate the the heat. Like, I again, I felt like shit all the time. Force feeding, the, all the fucking heat at work, feeling dirty all the time. I spent a year there. Then after that, I went and I worked in a, like a, what's it called? Basically, I was taking care of deliveries again in, a, in like a warehouse, but it, mm-hmm. it was filled with fridges, freezers, and basically people weren't doing their jobs, and I'm not equipped to actually go into the freezer and bring things out. But since no one was doing their job, I was going in with just a hoodie, mm-hmm. and was that was really bad and unhealthy. <laughs> and uh, so I went from extremely hot temperatures to, to extremely cold temperatures, was but they were all shit jobs. Finally, after that, after spending a year there, I actually found a decent job working at a bank, like the contact center, the call center where I am okay. right now. Yeah. Yep. So this is where I started focusing on bodybuilding, even though it's still hard to to get my meals in and eat. At least I'm working in, in an office and not like mm-hmm. extremely cold or extremely hot temperatures. What do you mean by focusing on bodybuilding now? Because you were still bodybuilding even at 15, but, uh, 16, right? This is when I got my coach. Okay, okay, you know? okay. So this is when I start, stopped being natural. <laughs> oh, you started the hardcore body. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> How did you keep up with all your calories and everything in the other jobs? Because you'd be expanding like multiple, yeah, multitude of calories. Like. It was all over the place. I had no diet. I wasn't, I wasn't doing shit properly until I actually like, got the coach. So okay. I still grew a lot doing bullshit, basically. Yeah. So... I knew that when I get a coach and I start doing things properly, I was going to blow up. But at the same time, like I, I, uh, I hopped on my first cycle. So you can imagine how I just fucking sprouted. <laughs> Damn. It was insane. Okay. If you don't mind me asking, you know, you don't have to say dosages or anything, but, um, what was your first cycle? Just test. Just test. Yeah. Just Damn. Test. You blew up on an amp. Of te- oh, fuck. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I'm so curious how much though. <laughs> yeah, just one, just one. That's insane. So, yeah, just test. And uh, gradually we just starting introducing new compounds because you don't, don't take everything all at once. Yep. You just, you need to see how your body responds. You know, I was doing it the safe way, the, the proper way. I never really fucked around with high dosages or anything. Like I always kept it low. I can't wait to like actually push it. I want to see how big I can get. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I like for for sure you need to like go to a certain level when when you're at the pro stages. Like you have to push like at those levels. I want to see how freaky I can look with mm-hmm. uh, like when I'm there. I mm-hmm. I can't wait. It's um, it's something I, I really look forward to. Honestly, mm-hmm. I do believe that people do kind of a. Uh, have an overperception of like what dosages people use though on the pro stage. I think there are a lot of pros that probably use a fuck ton, but um, I think it's kind of blown out of the water because everybody wants to believe that people are 
Like nobody ever wants to believe someone is doing well when it looks like competition, right? Because it doesn't make us feel good. It doesn't. Um, it's never easy to like see someone doing better than you in the same place that you're working and you're putting all your your hard work and effort into. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It just doesn't feel good. But at the same time, it's easy for us to forget that we're all coming from somewhere totally different. So in the end, like it really makes no sense for us to compare. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you blew up, honestly, even looking at your nanny picture, at your nanny pictures, dude, I think you always had some crazy genetic potential because from like 15 up till you, like before you started your first cycle, that's a lot of mass you gained. Yeah, no, yeah. I grew really fast. Like I never mm-hmm. stopped growing. I never had a, a moment or a time where I was like, fuck, I'm stuck. Mm-hmm. Like I was never stuck. Mm-hmm. I just kept on growing and growing and growing. But that was just me. That, that was just because of my consistency. Because most people, when they start hitting the gym and they start eating well, they just, like, they do it right for a few weeks. Then they stop. Then mm-hmm. they do it again. Then they stop. Like, I always kept it consistent. That's right. why I, I always improved. I, I think also the thing that differentiated you from a lot of other people is you fucking ate. Like, you ate and you have <laughs> to, man. And a lot of people will say, like, Oh, they're trying. Like they're trying to eat. Like, yeah, what the fuck does that mean? You just eat the fucking food. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's hella hard. No, it's but you did it, right? Like I, it, I, it, it shows in like just how much mass you gained from fifteen to seventeen, eighteen. It wasn't even like lean mass. You were just fucking huge. Like you literally look like you turned from like an endomorph or an ectomorph into an endomorph. <laughs> from just straight eating for three years and training. Now, now you're reminding me when I was natural, like this is just to see how in kind of crazy I was, because you have to be a bit crazy to force feed yourself so much. <laughs> but I was eating so much, like I wanted to grow really bad, but the natural, the natural way, like I wanted to stay natural. I never mm-hmm. really wanted to hop on gear until I actually reached my genetic potential. But at that time I wanted to grow really fast and that was force feeding every day. I wasn't sleeping so I can get as many meals in as possible. And there was a time I ate like, uh, let's say it was a lot of pasta. I used to eat a lot of pasta and uh, let's say it was like 500 grams of pasta raw. Mm-hmm. I cooked it all at once. I was already full from my last meal. I, I kept on eating. I was full, but I kept on force feeding and force feeding. Like my body did not want it, but I still managed to like keep on going because I was telling myself like, if I can't finish this fucking bowl, like I'm a failure, like I'm not enough. I didn't feel enough. So if I didn't eat that bowl, I would have fucking went insane. Like I, I can't, I cannot fail. Like that, that was my mindset. If I can't finish this ball, I won't sleep. So I just kept on going and going and going. We actually managed to f- finish it. Um, I got really nauseous. Like my body just wanted to reject everything. I threw up all of it. Uh, it was like uh, one a.m. in the morning, and uh, I had I had worked the the day after. My mom walked into the room. She was like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, my God. <laughs> and she sees the wall. It was like splattered with vomit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Because <laughs> I was, my, my room is basically, it's the room I have right now. It's a, it's a small room. Like I have a big bed and uh, a mirror. And behind the door, 
there's just uh, an empty wall. So I closed the door and there's just the wall. So I was force feeding on the bed. I finished it. I threw up, like just to give you an idea of how it was. The wall was covered completely. I don't know how, like, I don't know how, but all of it was covered. And my mom walked in. She told me, what the fuck are you doing? She she was, she looked disappointed. <laughs> like, I, it, it's not something, it's not normal, I thought. I remember her, like, she was really worried about me at that point. As always, she's always worried about me. Because I'm far from fucking normal. And I was doing shit like that. But as she was, like, wiping the fucking vomit at 1 a.m. So she, she woke up because mm-hmm. of all the noise that I made. So to wipe the vomit from the fucking wall. While she was wiping the vomit, I was eating the, the shit I threw up that was still on no the plate. No way. This is accurate. Why? This is insane. I'm, I'm insane, man. I'm fucking crazy. You know, that's how I got this big. <laughs> I'm fucking crazy. <laughs> Bro, what the fuck? So, Why didn't you just make some more? <laughs> I don't know. Like my, my mindset at that time, if I don't, again, if I don't finish this, I'm a failure. So in a way to make up for it, since I threw fucking all of it up, I, I ate the shit that was like, that went on the plate. It's fucking crazy. I mean, like you have to be a bit crazy to do what I did. To, Tell me you I, don't do that anymore. No, no. no <laughs> okay. I no, I don't force feed anymore because I learned that uh, like you need to keep your your sugar levels like Blood low. sugar levels lower yeah, yeah so you can actually absorb the food relatively like, lower yeah relatively yeah lower. You, we're, like we're you say bodybuilding level so like yeah, actually yeah. below 100 <laughs> per deciliter yeah yeah like to just stay insulin sensitive there's no point in, in force feeding essentially so like you need to stay hungry that's that's the secret mm-hmm. so now it's a lot easier but that's how i learned to eat as well like all that crazy shit that I did, like all the force feeding and all the throwing up. Because it's what I threw up more than once. I remember once I drank an entire liter of milk and I went straight to the gym. So on the way to the gym, I was chugging milk as usual because mm. I drank milk instead of water. And I went straight to the gym and did legs. And I threw up in front of her, <laughs> like on the leg press. So I, I was doing my set. I threw up on the leg press. Leg press. <laughs> I covered it, the fucking floor. At that time, I broke like we broke up. What? So I didn't see her for a while, and like you can imagine, like the girl that, like I loved her, and like we broke up. I see her at the gym. She sees me fucking throw up on the leg press. <laughs> the the floor is covered as well. I think there's still fucking marks to to this day that did, did not go. And uh, I threw up. I kept on going on my set. I had a few reps left. I threw up mid set. Like, let's say I was on my third rep do, doing the leg press. Mm. I threw up. I kept on going because I'm not going to stop. I need to finish my step, uh, my set. So four, five, six, seven reps. I kept on going with the fucking vomit all over me. The leg press is trashed. Like, I did stupid and insane shit. <laughs> like, this is all stupid, man. You don't have to. I should have just went home. <laughs> did the gym workers see that? Yeah, and the, the guy, his name is Vincenzo. He might be seeing this now. <laughs> and he remembers this. He came with a fucking, uh, what's it called now? Like a, uh, yeah, a mop. And he was w- wiping my vomit, like mopping my vomit while I was finishing my set. <laughs> oh my God. No, no, it's, it's stupid. Like, it's insane to think about. I actually did this shit. And like, I, I don't know. I don't know why I did it. <laughs> 
I'm here now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, for sure. There is a, definitely a mental aspect that comes to that from, from whatever you've experienced previously. Do you, yeah, yeah. can you recall like this, this may be very personal and of course you don't have to answer this, but um, if you could bring up like a memory or like a couple memories, like what are like the distinct memories that you can think of maybe that were like painful or maybe potentially traumatic to you that really drove you to have this mindset with bodybuilding? I'm not going to go into detail because some shit is too crazy to talk about on camera. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. But um, I do believe uh, I grew up thinking that I wasn't enough and uh, I needed to be a certain way to, to feel enough. Like So some things I took a lot a lot more seriously, like all, like the, the eating all that food and just, the, the shit I did at the gym, like the, the finishing my set. Mm. Like I felt like if I didn't do some things, I, I just wasn't in, enough, you know, like all the things that happened in the past, mm -hmm. it made me feel a certain way. Like I, I'm different. Like I, I need to, I need to suffer. Like I need, if I don't suffer, then I'm not doing it right. Mm -hmm. Like in a way I was punishing myself. Yep. And that's what, um, made me do all of this essentially made me get this far yeah i uh i actually had the same thing for myself when i was a kid so i started lifting when i was 12 but i had the opposite kind of journey from you which is one reason why it was harder for me to gain mass but i started off fat instead of skinny so instead of building mass all i wanted to do was get jacked but i also wanted to be as skinny as possible because yeah, yeah. people would just call me fat i would be picked last for scrimmages in sports because i looked so out of out of weight so um i this one day when i couldn't have like pizza i just like snapped there was this one day that i just like couldn't get what i wanted the food that i wanted and um after being called so many names at at school and at home by my by my mom and some other altercations i just decided i was going to just stop eating so i literally just stopped eating tried to fast mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um every time i would eat a little bit too much i would just beat myself up and then i would throw up over the toilet yeah um do fucking really stupid things uh, and i think that's what happens when you're like a dude and you're going through puberty and you got those hormones raging bro you just like <laughs> nothing, nothing's right yeah, yeah just everything fucking sucks and everything's so irritating uh -huh, and you just uh -huh. like you'll do anything to like progress and uh -huh, uh -huh. make yourself better so yeah at one point was doing the most unhealthy things possible just to gain progress where i wanted to which is ridiculous because if we had just known better, if we had just better knowledge of what to do, we probably wouldn't have done that shit. Yeah, yeah. We probably <laughs> would have been a lot better off now. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but we still did it to see mm -hmm, progress. Mm -hmm. so, and we did. <laughs> and we did, we did, right. I got, I lost 40 pounds in the first month. It's insane. And um, looked a lot skinnier, that's for sure, but <laughs> definitely wasn't healthy and especially not in my mind. Uh-huh. No, I mean, even you, I don't think you regret what you've done. Like, it made you who you are now, right. you know? Yeah. Like, even me, everything that I did, crazy or not, like, every decision that I've made up until now, I don't regret anything. There's no, regret is the worst thing. Like, I just don't regret what I've done because it's what led to this moment right now. Mm -hmm. Like, if I did not throw up on the leg press that day, maybe I wouldn't have made it here today. Like, that's how I think right now. Mm -hmm. So I don't regret anything that I've done. Right.
Right. It's it sounds crazy, but at the same time, we were kids, and honestly, kids are fucking nuts. <laughs> um, if you had a, because during that time in the gym, I'm sure you spent a lot of time focusing on your training, a lot of hours because you wanted to gain. You just had so much motivation to gain. So, if I was a fly on the wall in your gym, what would I be seeing? What would your training look like? Mm, at that time, I never really ego lifted. So I never did one rep maxes. I never went too heavy. I always kept it safe. I always did the eight to 10 rep range. That, that's my staple. I never really cared about the weight. I just did what felt good. I had a lot of shoulder problems. Like I couldn't bench. I couldn't do push-ups. So my left delt was fucked up. How come? Uh, I think I, uh, yeah, I remember now. I was doing a shoulder press like with dumbbells mm-hmm. and uh, I went too heavy. So I wasn't really ego lifting, but I was trying to push myself. And my left delt is just fucking like it snapped. I felt, I felt something mid-rep. That was my first injury. And uh, I couldn't do push-ups for months Fuck. or dips, nothing. Like I, I just could not push with my left arm. Yeah. But now, thank fuck, I feel nothing, nowhere, like no, nowhere hurts. I think my other injury was my lower back during uh, bent over rows. Mm. I was, yeah, mid-set, it's always mid-set. Like it's just fucking, you feel something <laughs> fucking move. And then after the set, it just doesn't go away. So the, the, those, even though they kind of fucked up my progress, I never really stopped or took a break from the gym. I always just avoided the movements that made the, that felt bad. Like if uh, if my lower back f- felt like shit, I'm not go, gonna go deadlift. Yeah, I just work around it. So that's my way of being consistent as well. And um, I never really gave up in that sense. Like let's say if I, if I had really shit shoulders and I didn't progress for months. I knew that in time my shoulder was going to be okay mm-hmm. and that I can keep going from there. So you always did eight to 10 reps or did you ever change up your rep range and your tempo? Mm, it's always different. I never, in the beginning, I always eight to, eight to 10 reps. Then I started doing drop sets, 12 to, 12 to 15 rep range. Like you always just have to change it up. Even mm-hmm. right now, I never really do the same things but right now i like the 10 to 12 rep range okay as we speak so mm-hmm. so if we go to the gym after this i'm gonna do 10 to 12 reps nice each each exercise <laughs> and set but um i really like drop sets i think they helped me grow a lot mm-hmm. like the the half half repping half repping really helped me grow my chest but uh, it's always the same. Like I, I always learn new movements, new mm-hmm. exercises. In the beginning, I always kept it simple. But now I change right. it up every workout. Drop sets are special for sure. Plus, I think going to that like 15 rep range too when you're doing those drop sets as you were speaking of is if you're always focusing on eight rep sets, like there's not very, very much potential for you to be focusing on the fibers that you would focus on if you were doing say 15 to 20 rep sets, right? And that's what most people that lift miss because everybody wants to lift heavy weights. But the moment you got to go to a 20 to 25 rep set, you don't want nobody to be seeing what weight you're lifting, right? Nobody wants the, you mm-hmm. never fucking want people mm-hmm. to see you doing that. But that's, that's what 
most of these big ass bodybuilders will grow from mm -hmm. is because they also add that in. So having both the eight and the 20 mm -hmm. rep sets yeah, makes yeah. a huge difference. You just change it up. Look, yeah. Which is another reason why, you know, you don't see power lifters looking bigger than bodybuilders. Mm -hmm. You know, they're sticking mm -hmm. to those low rep sets, but they're never hitting the slow twitch fibers. Mm -hmm. It's really stupid to me when someone's like, they avoid the lighter weights to, to look good. You know, like, as you said, they avoid higher rep range because of the weight. Mm -hmm. So they look good. Like they're left lifting big weights. <laughs> That's really stupid to me. <laughs> it I, think doesn't, time it, in, I think there's a time and place. Like if you want to ego lift, like as long as you know that you're warming up prior beforehand and you're not going to injure yourself because you're trying whatever, then there's a time and place, but you can, you, you need to implement the high rep ranges too somewhere, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. Whereas most of the time, someone who's actually ego lifting for the sake of ego lifting is normally always ego lifting. Yeah, right? yeah, those are the same people that never progress, and then they're like, "My knees are fucked, and that's why I have small legs." That's or me. Yeah, <laughs> that's me, bro. <laughs> My knees are so fucked now. Oh shit! From what? What? The, how did you injure them? Squatting, uh, squatting, and well, I, I was, uh, I was that fucking. I was that fucking kid, dude. That just, I like, I had to ego lift. I had to lift. I, okay. I wanted to be. I wanted to have the most weight on the bar at my college gym. So all throughout high school and everything, I I trained my ass off, except I would be eating at a calorie deficit because I only cared about being shredded. So I wouldn't have enough energy to push, but I'd be doing the same thing constantly. So I'd fatigue myself uh -huh. and still try to hit PRs, <laughs> which you'd be wondering like, you know, that's, not proper programming because you're going to need to deload somewhere. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And so in college, I would always put like three plates on my, on the squat rack or more, which was the most I could do. And then on bench press, I would never exceed eight reps. I would always go to eight reps. Sometimes I do six, sometimes I do five just because I want to hit PRs. Mm -hmm. um, and this one time when I was in college, I was going for like a two rep PR, came down, bounced a little bit off my shoulder, and then I heard a snap in my shoulder. Mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. Kind of like you. And uh, ended up with some hardcore shoulder impingement. Let that recover, rest, went back, did another PR and bench. And I heard a snap in my other mm, shoulder. Fuck, fuck. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I got the, the snaps on both of those shoulders two to three more times in the last six to eight years. So I've had shoulder impingement in both shoulders multiple, multiple times in the last several years. So that's why I don't bench press at all anymore, okay. which sucks because... Okay. You know, you look back at yourself and you're like, fuck, if I was just, yeah, yeah. if I was just being conscious. No, I was lucky as in I've had several moments where I could have had an injury that f just fucks me over completely. Mm -hmm. But uh, in a way, I think uh, destiny saved my ass because <laughs> yeah. uh, I did a lot of stupid shit. Like even this, when mm -hmm. I broke the, the fucking door glass. Like I, I hit an artery, blood was spraying. It could have went a lot worse. I could have gotten like an infection and my arm gets fucking cut off or something. You know, like this yeah. is not, it's serious, it's serious shit. But uh, going back to benching, I think actually that was the only thing that I ego lifted in, like starting in the gym. I always tried to do one. Yeah, I think I, I did like three rep maxes on, I never did one rep because mm -hmm. that was too risky for me. So I just did two more reps. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So I was going a, a bit too heavy when I actually started using lighter weights and dumbbells. That's when my chest really grew because it was a weak point. It was very flat. I have really wide insertions. So it was always hard to fill out 
when I actually started doing high reps and just holds like isometric holds and just focusing on feeling the contraction on, on, like on the muscle, that's when I actually blew up. And I, I, I don't right. need heavy weights even now. Now yeah. I barely lift heavy. I just focus on feeling the muscle yeah. and, and I keep on progressing. And obviously as you keep on progressing, like you're gonna get stronger while you're doing that. Even though you're not living heavy, lifting heavier weights, you're still gonna get stronger. So, and then like without pl planning on it, you lift heavier because it just doesn't feel, it feels too easy at a certain point. So you need to increase the weight. But I never really cared about the weight. I never looked at numbers. I never had the goals like I wanna do 140 kilo by the end of this year, for example. I never had things like that. I just kept on going to the gym consistently and doing what feels good. Mm -hmm. And now for me, the, the way to go is um, like warming up really well. I like doing the first set kind of heavy. And then I increase the reps on the second set. And the third set, I increase the reps again. And maybe end that, that exercise with a drop set. Like I really like that, uh, that setup. Mm -hmm. But I always change it up. It's never the same. Mm -hmm. I think that's the smartest way to go about it. If your goal is bodybuilding, it's definitely the safest way to. Plus, a lot of us don't warm up enough anyways as it is, so. <laughs> uh, well, warming up, I don't know why people don't warm up. Like, I've had workouts where I wasn't warmed up and it feels like shit. Like, I don't get how it's possible not to... Because even getting into a workout, I, I like starting slow. Like, I take my time. I don't go instantly to the heavy weights. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I want to grab the fucking five kilo dumbbells first, man, and I'll just do a bit of this till the pre-workout. It feels hit. so much better. It yeah, feels yeah, so yeah. much better. <laughs> yeah. But unfortunately, there are a lot of people that just feel like they don't have enough time for the gym. Mm -hmm. We're one of those lucky souls that, like, we really look forward to it. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But there's so many people out there, just they feel like the reason that they can't reach their goals is simply because they don't have the time to go. Um, and I don't think, I think that can be easily mentally overcome mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. we can make time for anything that we, that we prioritize, you know, any great goals that we pursue. But some people just have a lot of things on their hands. Some people are, are creating families and their priority is their family or their new baby. Some people have, you know, 12 hour work days. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then just gym is out of the question. So imagine having another 30 minute warm up, like before your leg day, which honestly, I personally think someone should warm up like near 30 minutes before the even, even 30 the minutes. Day. I think like even just two to three sets. So how much is that? 10 minutes? Like that's, that's enough to warm up for me. And then I think it's enough, but at least for me, I've noticed that as, as I grow older and as some other people grow older, you start being a lot more susceptible to injuries mm -hmm, if you don't mm -hmm. warm up longer. Like, mm -hmm. especially if you're pairing for like, say a five rep, three rep max or some sort, mm -hmm. then you probably want to do like max power jumps. You probably want to do a little bit of like walking cardio or a little bit of kind of like fast movements mm -hmm. prior to the mm -hmm, exercise. Mm -hmm. um, then you want to do your dynamic stretches as well. Maybe you want to warm up your hamstrings a little bit. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Then you want to start warming up on the barbell. And then the stuff yeah, does yeah. stack up. But that's if you why do like, all of that, then you can probably significantly reduce your chances of uh -huh, getting injured. Uh -huh. That's why I like training higher rep ranges as well, because you warm up like the entire workout. You're not going to, to have, you're not going to light. But uh, if each set is 12 to 15 reps, 
that's already enough blood flow, you know, like, yeah. so you're, you're warming up as you go and you're still finishing the, the workout, like you're getting your sets in. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the best way to not get injured, like that 12 to 15 rep range. So people who don't have time, like for the gym, I think that's, that's the way to go. If you feel like any of the medications that we spoke about today may benefit you, such as BPC-157, GH acutagogues such as tesamorelin, IGF-1, oxandrolone troche, semaglutide, then you can obtain these from Transit HRT, and the link for that will be in the bio. If you feel like you're experiencing symptoms of low testosterone, such as depression, anxiety, lack of motivation, as well as lack of sex drive, then you can get this checked out as well by getting your blood work done at Transcend, and they will provide you expert medical analysis. Transcend HRT has worked with many professional bodybuilders and pro athletes, such as Thor Bjornsson, Phil Heath, and Jeremy Buendia. And if you feel like this podcast has any relevancy to you, I do believe that this clinic will provide of great benefit to you as well. So if you're talking to a 13-year-old, what would you tell him in order for him to grow big like you by the the age of 20? (laughs) Except for take steroids. (laughs) Just just keep going, keep trying, like don't give up because people are going to talk shit. No one's going to believe in you until you've actually made it. But um, eat, eat a lot of food, eat good food, try to avoid all the unnecessary unnecessary bullshit like fast foods or like you, you can eat out. I eat, I'm eating out right now, but uh, try to avoid that because it becomes a habit. Mm-hmm. And uh, start doing cardio. Cardio yes. is really important, even though I'm skipping it right now. <laughs> Why is cardio important? Just, just heart health and mm-hmm. like without cardio, I don't. I feel like shit. Even my blood pressure fucking skyrockets yep. when I don't do cardio. Mm-hmm. And uh, I get a really watery look, like I just bloat up. I get a moon mm-hmm. face. I think just the steroids things. <laughs> this is why I, I argue that being on steroids or being a hardcore bodybuilder is harder than being natural. Unless you're comparing just getting to the same size. Mm-hmm. But if you're not comparing getting to the same size and strength, you're just talking about which one's harder, like competitive natural bodybuilding or competitive um, enhanced bodybuilding. For sure, enhanced bodybuilding versus other enhanced bodybuilders is the hardest versus natty bodybuilders. No, no, for sure. Bodybuilders. Like being unnatural, you have to push your body and, and mental game. Like mentally and physically, you're going to push a lot harder than you would naturally. Like... But I also think of just like everything that like what Sebum and Ramon have to do, just all the health markers that they have to mm-hmm. they have to monitor, all the tests that they need to do to make sure that they're healthy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all the extra precautions, like eating extra healthy in order for them to overcompensate for mm-hmm. the health repercussions mm-hmm. of what they're taking. You know, doing the extra cardio, not because you're just trying to burn calories, especially in the off season, but doing cardio in your off season because of your heart and your mm-hmm. blood pressure too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like yeah, yeah, so yeah. much extra stuff that you got to do on top. Not to mention like the whole programming of taking compounds in the first place. Mm-hmm. So. No, not, nothing about it is healthy. <laughs> so like if you're 13, don't take steroids. <laughs> Even though there's fucking kids right now, like they're hopping on gear. The first thing they do when they get into the gym, they don't take away protein now. Like it's a meme. They fucking hop on gear immediately. Like especially because of TikTok and social media. Because mm-hmm. uh, like you see all of the the young guys taking gear, me being one of them. But uh, like I'm never 
pushing gear or telling people to take steroids. I'm just doing what I think is right for me. Like this is the, this is my decision. You don't have to copy me. You're not gonna do what I do, or you, you did not experience what I did. I'm doing what I'm doing right now because I think it's the only way that I can actually feel happy. You know, like mm-hmm. this is what I want. That's why I started gear so early. I I don't see myself starting steroids at fucking 25. Like for me, if you're gonna start gear, like it has to be at a at a later age, over 30, for example, and if you're not going to compete, there's no point in even taking steroids. I'm doing this because I, I, I want to compete and I want to get as big as possible. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm going to try to stay healthy. Like, that's the goal. But I don't... Uh, what's the word? They fucking tell me in, in the comments of my reels that they're, they're like, fuck, wait, she the man. I say you do the... Is it a title in this machine to do the steroids? Enforcing. You don't want to enforce it? What? You don't want to encourage it? Ah, because on my ears, they're like, you're encouraging people to take gear. Where? Like, I'm just. Just because you look like it? Yeah. Just because I'm like, I'm big and I'm 20 and uh, I admit to taking gear. They're like, okay, you're telling people to take steroids. Like, why are you doing that? Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not saying take steroids, I'm doing what I love. And the the biggest twenty year old, like even though it's a meme at this point, like it is true. Like I haven't seen anyone like me at twenty years old. That's why I'm I'm pushing it on my ears, and because it, it gets engagement as well. But uh, being thirteen years old, like just focus on your shit. Everyone has different goals. And if you ever think about competing, if you're gonna start steroids, never do it alone. Like always get a coach, and get a coach that cares about you, and your health. And just keep like blood work, like do everything right. Mm. And even if you do everything right, there are still risks. So, so like as you said on the right, last bigger post, Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bigger Steve is saying the same thing as you: is get a coach immediately. Like if you start this, just get a coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's always something you can learn from them. Exactly, Otherwise, exactly. you need years and years of experience. And he says he only knows what he knows because he has fifteen to twenty years mm-hmm, of research mm-hmm. of experience. No, no, it's, it's very complicated. And then like. He also said that, uh, like you were, you were asking me um, something about what? What did you say? Mention about the last podcast that mm, uh, that, that you you talked about Joe, like Joe Statics. Oh right, yeah. So in the last podcast, we mentioned Joe Statics, um, and we also mentioned um, the Mountain Dog, um, and a few other people, basically saying that you can do everything right, like they did, and have the knowledge, but you can still get hurt. Um, and he says that we do have safety ropes in bodybuilding. Uh, people kind of undermine the fact that like we have safety ropes. We can come out of this living if we do it correctly. And we can literally minimize the risk significantly. But the reason these people pass away is they had prior genetic dis- dispositions to some um, some reasons for their death. Yeah. yeah. So um, like... Um, uh, the man dog's dad died before he even did, like at a younger age. Mm-hmm. And then um, Jostatics's aunt had, uh, what was it, uh, an aneurysm mm-hmm. at one age mm-hmm. as well. So he was very, very likely going to have that aneurysm at some point in his life. Did he accelerate it? We don't know. Potentially? Possibly. Yeah. yeah but yeah. if, do you know if you have any like genetic predispositions? From my knowledge, no. Okay. From yeah. my knowledge, but you don't know. 
Like you never know. That's the scary part. Well, that's that's why it's smart to do like genetic testing. I think, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then research, and then also ask, look around in your family and ask mm-hmm. them. But if you do all of that and you find out that you don't have anything, then you could probably try bodybuilding. But what Vigor Steve said is that if you know that you have something like that, then bodybuilding probably isn't for you. Yeah, yeah, it's no. probably smart not to go into it at all. No, no. In general, bodybuilding isn't even like. To, I think it's the hardest sport mentally. I don't know why people would decide to go for it unless they actually have potential and they can actually make money off of it. Because some people compete their entire life, but they they spend all their like all their all their money on body bodybuilding. I'm only doing this because I actually believe like I can make a living off yeah. of it. You know, like this is why I started. Like I don't I don't want to go to school. I don't want to study for this or that or this. Like I, I, I know I have the genetics. I know I have the mindset. Like I'm, I'm all in. You know, mm-hmm. like if you don't mind me asking, um, how are you able to afford your cycles? <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> oh, thanks. No. no, I'm always broke. I never, have a, I never have any money. Like, I, I can never walk into a shop and buy something which is not related to the gym. Like I can barely afford supplements. I can, I can barely afford this and this. I never have any money because it all goes into steroids and food. Mm-hmm. But that's the life I chose. That's the, the contract that I signed. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, but um, it's paying off. Like, nice. I don't regret anything, even though it's shit having no money all the time. But uh, I'm seeing the results. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> Do you buy creatine at least? Yes. <laughs> nice. well, creatine's pretty cheap. <laughs> Do you ever feel like there's some compounds that you just can't afford, or is there any like, is there a limit to things? Like, if you don't mind me asking this too, like, do you potentially like, do you try to use GH? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. GH, but, but does that get pretty expensive? Yes, it's very expensive. It's the like, you don't really need GH essentially but at a certain point like if you really wanna from my experience like i respond really well to gh mm. but most people they don't they, they won't have the same result or experience as me so yeah everyone's so different but since it's working like why, why stop you know mm-hmm. right right okay is that so in terms of like cycles and compounds, though, that's probably something that's just a little bit hard for you to like try to manage in terms of like your like your monetary, like your funds. Yeah, if, like if I didn't take GH, I, I think I would have more space financially. Hmm. Okay. So it is the most expensive part. Is there um, any like health precautions that your coach is having you do? Or any ancillaries that he's having you take? Right now I don't have a coach, so. Oh, you're not with him anymore? No, no. How come? Uh, we had kind of uh, <laughs> he he's he's weird. He's weird. He's a weird guy. Okay, okay. Damn. But uh, yeah, basically, he doesn't want to coach me anymore. Oh, so damn. I'm working on getting a new one. I see. I'm already talking to a guy. He's really cool. But uh, in terms of knowledge, like, again, I'm only 20 years old. I'm still discovering shit. Mm-hmm. I started gear way too early, <laughs> but uh, it's my decision. So I just went for it and I'm still doing things like I'm not pushing dosages or anything. I'm being safe. 
but uh in terms of knowledge i'm quite stupid <laughs> mm-hmm. like you know i'm still i'm still learning mm-hmm. so i try to research myself at times but it's better to have a coach when you have a coach it is because then you learn so much and then you could do the research on top of that and mm-hmm. also double check yeah, your yeah, work. yeah yeah so um did he have you take any ancillaries when you were with him or any like any health precautions i know you were saying that you get your blood work done no it's blood work mainly mm-hmm. blood work so like do you ever take things like a straggler shoot or sisters bergamot or anything like that no i don't no. even know what those are <laughs> okay okay i mean at the same time it'd probably be i'm not sure if you'd be able to afford it with all the stuff you've got going on no, anyways, but, not, no. but if you do find like your cholesterol is raising and you need help like lowering mm-hmm. it citrus bergamot is a great over-the-counter supplement you can get this from amazon or you can get that from um either huge or maybe raw not raw they're whatever their sister company is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and then astragalus is good for your kidneys so if mm-hmm. you ever find any issues with your kidneys or anything like that through your blood work or mm-hmm. your doctor mm-hmm. then astragalus is a potentially helpful over-the-counter supplement for that too so far i didn't really need to introduce anything like my blood work is always good because again we don't i never pushed dosages mm-hmm. so it's always like so my blood work is always good in general we'd we'd never needed to introduce anything to like keep everything in check essentially yeah dude you're definitely a genetic genetic phenom for <laughs> sure <laughs> that's awesome man great response to, to pds and also like good response with your blood work too yeah no pimples like if i get pimples it's from shaving like with, with the blade and i sweat a lot that's mm-hmm. when i get pimples but in general i, don't, Bro, I barely get any side effects never i get fucking pimples from shaving too it's so annoying <laughs> what are your thoughts on uh, steroids and pds in the industry like in the fitness industry I think it's something you have to do as in if you want to get to for bodybuilding yeah and in, in bodybuilding but they do it in all sports but in bodybuilding especially you, you just cannot look like a because right now you need to be a freak to actually get to the pro stages and mm-hmm. you know like do really good and to be a freak you have you have to go over your genetic limit like mm-hmm. you can't there's a limit to how much muscle you can build in a natural way you know obviously and to exceed that and to keep up with the competition right now and people pushing dosages and just everyone's being a fucking monster like it's 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 just the game monster bro everyone's a monster everyone (laughs) trying to compete with the sam silicon stage (laughs) (laughs) insane he's insane fucking monster yeah. No, I'm not bigger than Sam Sulek. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking monster. But uh, yeah. I do think I have better potential in terms of size. I think I'll be a lot bigger than him. But right now, he's a fucking, like, dinosaur, man. He's a dinosaur? Insane. He's ins- absolutely insane. Uh, that's very humble of you, man. That's no, no, like, on my reels and the fucking shit I post, because I, I do it on purpose, like, am i bigger than sam sulek because they go wild man they yeah. glaze him yeah like they, do, a, they do glaze him he's a fucking god at this uh, point you yeah. know he blew up on youtube as well he's like two million subs yeah. or three I'm not, yeah he just keeps on growing now because people keep on glazing him pushing the, the engagement so like no no i'm not bigger than him <laughs> i i can be bigger what do you think i think right now oh man they're gonna hate me 
I think right now you kind of look a little bigger. Wait, so you've seen him? You've met him? No, I haven't met him. Oh, okay. No, no. Actually, I can't really say this. because Yeah, I yeah exactly. No, well, I guess if you're if you're accounting for height, then I guess not. No, no. No. But uh, when I just see, like, proportion-wise, you're just a lot more full right now. Then again, it could be just because he's, he's, a, he's leaner right now, so maybe he's mm-hmm, not as mm-hmm. full. But that's think, just that's just my perspective. Otherwise, yeah, it's kind of hard to tell. Uh-huh, uh-huh. No. Yeah. His back is insane. His back is crazy. No, his, his back, crazy. like, it shuts me down completely. If we get, like, a side-by-side shot, he would kill me, like, back shots. Mm-hmm. But... um I think from the front, I look a lot better, more aesthetic. As in, if I actually pump up and I get a full chest and full delts, like, I think I would look really good next to him. But no, he's he's insane. No, he's way bigger. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Ramon Dino? I love him. <laughs> I love Ramon, dude. <laughs> he's cool. He's cool as fuck. Yeah. But everybody does what Sam Selleck I do with Ramon. Mm-hmm. I got to admit it. Mm-hmm. That's like my goal physique. I'm not going to lie. I have his uh, picture as my wallpaper on my, <laughs> my phone. Every time I unlock it, I'm just like, that's that's what I'm going to no, have someday. No. He's really cool. He's really cool. What's E-bomb? He's unbeatable. <laughs> I just wish they could have like some kind of like femur breaking surgery, but for like hips, so I could just get as a waist as small as Ramon. You know, just break all my bones so I can look uh-huh, like this dude. Uh-huh. I love his uh, his forearms because I think he does calisthenics. No yeah. I think he even can, he can he even do a human flag. Like at his weight. Still. He can still do a human flag. Fuck. I, I saw a video on it for sure. That's crazy, bro. I wanted those forearms so bad. Dude, I, <laughs> I shook his hand at Olympia and I couldn't even wrap my hand around it. That was how big his fucking hand was. Uh-huh, it was uh-huh. crazy. No, no, he's insane. Maybe I should just start injecting like GH into my fingers. <laughs> so, um, out of like the last 20 years of your your career and everything you haven't even turned fucking drinking age yet and shit which is crazy <laughs> to me but um what would you say that is the the biggest lesson that you've learned not to rush things mm. not to make rash decisions because mm. uh sometimes you feel like you need to make a decision as fast as possible but in reality you have all the time in the world to decide but yeah just like take take your time when you mm-hmm. when you need to when you need to make an, a really important decision there's no need to rush it never and that is uh, something i'm still struggling to to get used to because mm-hmm. i'm very impatient i'm a very impatient guy especially right now because i'm broke all the time and i and i'm working like a full-time job and I feel like shit all the time because I'm always eating and eating and eating. <laughs> and everything feels like shit just to look like uh, a fucking ball of I muscle. Get it, bro. <laughs> I fucking hate it. My coach doesn't like it, but I have to like, I have to like skip a meal around my podcast time or else I won't be able to podcast. Uh huh. Uh huh. Head, head will just literally be in the clouds. Yeah. yeah. But that's a, that's a great lesson because honestly, I think a, a lot of people your age skip over that. And I think that's something that people come. Um, as a conclusion when they're a lot older so, mm-hmm. wise words bro <laughs> and then this is a question that i ask at the end of every podcast but if you're to die tomorrow and you had one message that you could broadcast to the world what would you say one message if i had to die tomorrow mm-hmm. so this is like to the entire world or just like my family everyone mm, everyone but you could probably send something to your family too Mm, let's 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 keep it at everyone like your actual question um i think i would just say 
to be positive like there's too much negativity right now everywhere mm-hmm. there's there's too much i think we just need to change how we think and how we look at some things and uh we can avoid a lot of problems if we do that that's my take on this as a 20 year old <laughs> i love that bro thank you man thanks for coming on the podcast bro that was, that was thank epic. you for having me <laughs> yeah, Sveen, where, where can everybody find you what, what where can everybody find you um on, on instagram on genetic anomaly so g-e-n-e-t-1-c anomaly and uh, i'm trying to push my youtube as well right now so i'm starting youtube but i hate my accent and my voice no, dude, your your accent is sick. I'm sure. <laughs> I promise, people will like it. Okay, okay, thank you. I like you. it. <laughs> um, just those. That I'm gonna get hop on Snapchat as well. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, right now, my team is Bulletproof Culture. He's the the guy, Adam, the guy supporting me, and uh, he's the guy who helped me get this far. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This is my first podcast. I don't know how I did. I hope I did well. <laughs> I hope I don't look fucking stupid. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's crazy to finally meet you. Because again, like I'm a big fan of yours and I've been watching you for, for a while now. And I've looked up to you. We're the same height. I think that's cool. <laughs> uh, it's a, this is a dream. This is, this is insane. Like I, I struggle to believe that I'm actually here right now. Or how I'm even able to talk because i was a very insecure person and if i say if i talk to this like to myself three years like from now no like three years before from now Mm -hmm. i wouldn't be able to do this so i'm glad i actually have the balls to get on a a podcast and talk (laughs) finally well glad you came on man honestly and uh i'm proud of you too so I'm excited to see how your journey. I think you're going to do a lot of amazing things. Thank you. So uh, everybody, thanks again for uh, listening to the podcast. Uh, if you guys would like to support, best non-cost way is to support us by rating us a five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you find a podcast. And then finally subscribe to the YouTube channel. And then fucking genetic anomaly. <laughs> oh, this guy is literally an anomaly. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Peace. <laughs>